joining Derek Schaefer and uh, audience. That is Derek Schaefer. I am Trey Heath. This is the Beyond the Curve MX podcast tonight. It's a beautiful, beautiful mid-April evening at the Schaefer Outdoor Studio. We're chilling out by the pool. Yep, if you hear that background noise, River, the great... You can see her. She's right beside you. The Great Dane (laughs) is looking out the window. Uh, The rest of the family's out on a golf cart ride, uh, enjoying the beautiful uh, neighborhood. And so the dog is not happy because the dog did not get to go on the ride. So, Derek, enough of the uh, intro BS. How's it going for this beautiful Monday? It's wonderful. We we worked our butts off this morning and... Here we are relaxing anyway. I know we're both clean, like considering what we started the day out as and what we are now. It's Look at nice. The house. I know. <laughs> I know. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. We just FYI, Derek is a uh, he owns DBS, which does uh, home renovation, fabrication, and he's doing some of his own home renovations. And today he was the skilled labor, and I was the unskilled labor of dumping. We did thirty bags of uh, insulation, blown in, blown in insulation. So um, that's how we started our day. I went and messed with some sprinklers for Myth Pros this afternoon, replacing. And I will have a post on my Facebook page. I haven't quite figured out how a city can get away with requiring a community to use reclaimed water and then clogging all their filters with a sewage spill. And then, hey, guess what? It's on your. It's on you to. But that's for after episode 10 when we get into the business side of things. And uh, Derek had work to do today. He got everything cleaned up in the house. And it's, you know, late in the evening. And we're shooting a recap of, good God, it was a racing weekend. We had Atlanta. We were busy this week. We had GNCC, I4MX, Dade City, Motocross. So it was a busy weekend all around. Um, Got a side story, Meta. Met another fellow racer's mom this week in the real estate world, so we got a lot to talk about. Let's, I think we should dive right in because it was the first day Supercross of the year, Atlanta, yeah, at a Super Speedway. Let's talk about it. That was a, I don't like we talked about earlier. I'm not into the day race. It just didn't feel right. But let's congratulate uh, Jason Anderson on having a baby. Yeah, less yep. than 24 hours before the race. That that's being that's. You know what? That's part of being a professional athlete. Yep, yep. and then um, Barsha signs another two-year contract with yeah. Gas So that's the first. And what's first, funny is uh, he talked about that at the end of March. I was just list, listening to some old interviews. He talked about that wanting to finish his career there. And yeah. they were in the work. So if you go back, it's funny. If you're behind on podcasts, you can actually kind of read the tea leaves mm-hmm. as they're happening. And... Uh, I actually listened to that. So, yeah, um, congratulations to him. It'll be a great finish. I'm actually really interested to see what he does post-career because he loves the bicycle world. He loves Europe. Um, his wife's from Europe, so, or England. So I'm guessing they're going to head that direction, and he's going to do other fun stuff. But, man, he is riding so good right yeah, now. Every week is so good. Progression. Yeah. But Atlanta, I'm with you. I'm not a big daytime Supercross guy. Like it doesn't seem. Yeah, we go to day, we go to Supercrosses in the morning or in the daytime, so we can watch qualifying and A, B, and C qualifying pit party. And, yeah, you know, it's the part of the experience. And then the night show is just because you got the fireworks. You know the the nighttime ceremonies. The yeah, it's just all. We always talk about the feel of it, and you still have that during the day. It's like an outdoor 
I love going to the outdoors, but it's not this. When it's Supercross, you want the night the night show. I mean, yeah. you make the night show for a reason. Yeah. So, and I guess I get. I mean, we're sitting here watching it on TV and seeing it, but the crowd looked good. It seemed like there was a decent crowd. It seemed like the racing. Well, I don't even know if the racing was good. The racing was racing, mm-hmm. but you know what? Every I mean, since we're at a NASCAR track, not every NASCAR race is a great race, but we like the race. We like Supercross. So some races just are. And this track didn't really lend to. There were moments that we're going to touch on, but I just kind of feel like eh, it was just a race, and that, that's just just a dude who watches. It was just a race. There was some good. There was some good action, I think. But like I said, to me, it just didn't. It didn't feel. It didn't sit right with me because it was too. It's too daylight, I guess. Yeah. But uh, the track layout was pretty gnarly, minus all the all the straight stretches. There's just too much, I think. Yeah. I. I it was pretty technical, but I would have liked to see it more technical. They just a lot of fast riding, that's for sure. But um, yeah, it's a it's a speedway track. I Brianna said she wanted to go there next year, so it looks like we'll be heading to Atlanta. Hey, it's, not, it's I mean, you don't have to go all the way into Atlanta. It's in Hampton, Georgia, so you don't mm-hmm. have to get all the way up into the the teeth of Atlanta. Um, it's a great, great. I mean, it's a great area. It's not bad. It's it's really not. And for the a lot of the riders especially with the training facilities where they are, it's a home race. I mean, yeah. it's it's actually probably closer than Orlando or Tampa to them. Yeah. I mean, because most of those facilities are in Georgia. Yeah. Even even Star at the Goat Farm is in Georgia. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, Jordan Smith said that they're 20 minutes from where he lives is 20 minutes to the Goat Farm. He was two miles from MTF. MTF's in Cairo. Cairo, however you say it. <coughs> Yeah, we don't have sneeze guards yet, yep, so nope. now this is low budget. Me. <laughs> it's all right; it, it happens. Um, but no, I think let's get before we get into breaking down the heats and the mains and all that. The track itself, like you and I were talking earlier today, and probably we shouldn't do that because we surprise ourselves more. But they were coming through the rhythm section. They went over that wall jump and that set of whoops. I was like, dude, I'm waiting for someone to blitz those whoops, and they all. J- even Tomac slowed down. Now look at Tomac and the whoops this weekend. Yeah, if Tomac ain't blitzing whoops, there's something wrong. I mean, he blitzed he blitzed them the whole time. I think there was one point where he he settled down a little bit. But if Tomac's not blitzing hard, those whoops are gnarly. Yeah, and he he, he slacked off. He was actually losing a lot of time in the whoops to yeah. everybody to, to Webb of all people, who's not a, yeah. a whoop rider. Yeah, Tomac was losing time to him, so it was a uh, that was kind of mind blowing to me. And it's just, and I know this is coming from two guys who, one rides at a higher level than the other, but still, we we have expectations, and you're like, okay, I'm waiting for the trigger to be pulled, and there was no trigger pulling. It was just, yeah, the track was cool. There were different, there were different lines. You could take different up, you could take different things, but they all ended up being the same, not not faster than the other. So it was just kind of one of those, like I said, to me, it was it was a race. It was just a race. Yeah. Like you said, the track was, they had a lot of, like, off-camber, you know. Uh, I think the one section they jumped instead of, um, I'm going to kick her. It's, <laughs> that one section, I think they were, it, it almost looked like they were going to, like, a wall jump, but then the top of it, like, you landed on it. Yeah. It's hard to explain. It was like a little hip kind yeah, of double. It, it yeah. was cool, and then they landed on it and yeah. shot. It was, that was pretty cool. Um, there was a couple cool sections on it, I mean. Just a lot of straight stretches. I think they could have. 
uh, maybe a little more windy or something, but you know, I'm not a pro supercross rider, but... No, and I thought it was... I mean, it's... As you and I talked about, I think it's cool to... It's something different. Like, it was different than, amazingly, Daytona, which yeah. is also a super speedway track. It was different. And, and I think it's important to have that variety so that it's not just these cookie-cutter tracks with the same distances... You know, there wasn't a triple. There was some massive doubles. Oh, yeah. And that was cool. Like, literally, the finish line was a double. And as soon as they hit the finish line, they hit another, hit another double and then go over a bridge. And it was like, that's kind of... There were... As I said, it was a race. It was cool. It was unique. And I think that kind of gives us an idea of maybe what this SMX part of the series is going to look like as we get through outdoor motocross. So, I think we're going to see a lot of cool stuff. In yeah. So, so I, I think it's fine. I mean, there were two sand sections, and it was cool the way they would attack the sand sections differently depending on if they were riding or attacking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, okay. So, like I said, like, it was neat. It was just, I think, honestly, had it been at 7 o'clock at night, we would have a different opinion. I think it would be much better. Yeah. 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 So... Yeah, let's, let's dive uh, in. Let's dive into some heat. Into two fifty heat one. Yep. Deegan shot out of that start. Yes. Unbelievably, um, the kid's showing. He's showing good, good progression every week, and I think he's going to. He's going to get a win under his belt. I, I think. I mean, they only got what. They got well. They have East, East Rutherford this week, but it's a East West. Yeah, the showdown. I don't think. I yeah. think I think he might be up there. I don't see him podium. You know, no podium or nothing for him. You don't think so? I don't think. Because who do you... I mean, you have Jet, you have Hunter. Who's the third guy? RJ? It's hard to say. So, my only thing with Jet and Hunter, they're not... They might put on a show, but they're not going to battle. Because... Oh, yeah. They have such a big lead. Yes. One will let the other one go, or, you know, yeah. vice versa. Just because that's how they are, they would let, they would rather one of them would rather lose instead of taking, you know, one of them, at, you know, a chance at all of yeah. one of them falling. Well, the money goes to the family, so it's yeah, all it's, good. Which it makes sense, um, but I think they're going to see Hunter and Jed up up top. Then I'm up in the air, like I'm truly up in the air about the three spot. I I think RJ is probably going to be a big contender on that. And yeah. He like he's got that veteran mentality where Deegan's Deegan's new, but I don't I don't think there's many other guys out there. I'm anxious to see what the rest of the star team does too. Well, now we're Nate Thrasher's out, yeah, uh, and we'll, we'll get into that. But um, Jordan Smith, I didn't like the way he 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 didn't ride real great this weekend. He yeah, but he podiumed. Yeah, he did. He just I don't he didn't look comfortable. I guess yeah, not like like, like usual, but um. I'm going to give it to I'm going to give it to RJ. I guess okay. we'll, we'll find out this weekend. So, well, the only thing I have from uh, the 250 heats, because like I said, I hate to keep saying this, but it was just kind of a race. It was an easy win for Hunter. Welcome back, Shimoda. Yeah, he almost had a costly mistake <laughs> though. Welcome back, Shimoda, and Danger Boy Danger. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can get into his wreck compared to AC's wreck at some point, but Danger Boy Danger there. And and that was I mean you got the lead and then all of a sudden it's like whoop you don't have the lead anymore yeah yeah and like I said with Shimoda um, that that was a, a close 
close call. Yeah. I mean, the kid just came back. Yeah. And it was uh, pretty close, but for him to come back to fifth, I think he he did put put a pretty solid ride in yeah. for for his uh, history, I suppose. Um, other than that, yeah, it was just a, that was a basic basic heat. You know, Hunter had an easy win on that one. Yeah. And I, I think that was like a just a mild race. And then even two fifty heat two, there was really nothing no. special. I Nate, didn't take I didn't take one note. Nate Thrasher had an easy race. What's cool though, he's got a torn ACL and he's still he was yeah. out there tearing it up, but yeah. not now. And that obviously for him, he's got good vibes there. So like, yes, he had some bad things at the end, but boy, he came out like, okay, I'm here. Like yeah. this is this is my time, and it's it's Atlanta, and here I go. Yeah. yeah so then then. For me, the the 450 heats, um, they were a little better. 450 heat one, poor AC. Oh, oh my god! I does he have teeth left after crossbarring himself? Know how. That was that was a I. You see a lot of cross pat, you know, bar yeah. pat hits, but that was like a full blown rip the neck back. I thought his helmet was coming off. I mean, it was ridiculous. And then for him to jump back up. Well, James kept talking off on a side note. I I don't know what James's future is, but dude, he and Ricky in the booth together. Oh, it's good. It is like yeah. a symphony. They need to. I, I like Daniel Blair was a you know a, a low level pro rider, you know mid pack. But he's good. But he's his announcing skills are great. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that they have him there. I'm not a big fan of you know JD Thomas being there. He's he's okay, but when you get Ricky and Bubba together. Just the history alone, yeah. and then to to get them to collaborate, and yeah. I know in Bubba's world they they talked a lot of their situations out, and there was a lot of misconception and, and all that. But you put those guys together, and it's a I, I I absolutely love when he's there, and I'm glad he was there this weekend. It made it more interesting, and it's amazing to me. He sees stuff like he talked about AC, like oh my god, it blew his boots off, like not off, but blew his boots open. I'm telling you, as someone watching, I'm like. I don't see his, but it, he saw that it. Yeah, I I did catch that his his straps, his top straps were open, and I'm like, same same with Bubba. I was thinking in my head like, man, you got knee braces on. Those things are gonna slide. Yeah, and that's Bubba said that it was it was kind of weird for me because Bubba's like, <laughs> that's the only thing that holds his knee braces in place. I wonder how that's gonna pan out. I'm like, yeah, me and you need to get together. But he. <laughs> But then, I mean, let's let's give props where props is. AC's had some terrible luck. That was a terrible yeah. crash. But then to come back and get fourth in the heat, yeah, that's a good ride. And he, he was pressing the whole time. To even get back on the bike, I mean, yeah. that would daze and confuse you pretty hard. Yeah, to take to take that. No, that was a big hit. And then you know, Webb takes the win, but Roxon was right there. And Roxon looked racy all day though. Roxon put in some great. Some yeah. great laps this weekend. But doesn't um, that track lend to him, though? Technical, kind of let the bike do its thing. You can hit things and kind of... I think, I feel like Roxon is probably one of the most technologically savvy riders there is. Watch Roxon outside of the Supercross world and the things that he does. Yeah. Um, you know, riding with um, Beerman and all that. You yeah. Know, hitting some of them imagination jumps. I mean, not a lot of these riders will do that, and a lot of these riders, you'll you'll listen to them talk, and they'll be like, you know, I wouldn't hit that, but but that guy did it, so now yeah. I have to. Where Roxon just doesn't give a shit. 
he's a he's a rider at heart and um i love watching rocks and ride just because of that reason uh, i know he's had his issues and medical problems and blaming medical problems and whatever but that was a that was a solid ride for him all night long yeah as all, a, all day long as a rider i respect what he's what he's done the only thing i took besides ac and the only thing i took from heat one i'm looking at the scoring pylon and josh hills in third and josh hills in third they talked about who was in fourth. They talked about AC. They talked about Webb. They talked about Josh Hill finished third in the heat. Yeah. And I didn't hear. Does he have the wrong? Does he have the wrong sponsors? Do we not like Josh Hill? What's up? Like it was a monster. They're sponsored by Monster. Excuse me, Monster Energy. Where was the Josh Hill mention? How about I mean both the Hills? They're they're some of the oldest guys out there. Yeah. Still digging away at it, and having the time of their life. Privateer team. And I think they put in solid rides every week. Yeah. yeah. Once in a while, it's not the best, but we don't all have good days. Yeah. And we've talked about that many times in the past. But yeah, I don't. They get the recognition, but they don't get the recognition they need. Because yeah. at one point in time, they were both really fast riders, and they're still really fast riders. But to do it at that age, yeah, it, it drives me nuts that they're not getting any kind of recognition for it. But that's all I took from Heat One. Um, Moving into Heat 2, honestly, Heat 2 could have been a main. Heat 2, Anderson, Barsha, and Sexton put on a show. That was yeah. awesome. I liked Barsha off the start and shoving Tomac off the track. Yeah. That that was a, a classic Barsha move if i ever seen yeah. it. Yeah. And to, to do it to the champ was just... It was, that was a pretty good race, but, but wasn't that wasn't that Tomac's fault though? Like, hey, I'm, he drifted out there all by himself. Yeah, and Barsha was coming in hot. Yeah, I mean, hot. But if anybody can do that, it's Barsha because he can he can throw a corner like I've never seen in my life. But that's just how Barsha rides. Yeah, he, he can throw a bike around better than anybody else. But um, yeah, with the, the Anderson Barsha, how about the fact that they battled and kept it clean? Yes. There was absolutely no grudges, no... I mean, maybe there was behind, you know, underneath helmets or whatever, but not one of them touched each other. It was a nice, clean race. I think even at the end, they... Yeah, I think that was... They were shaking hands and high-fiving each other. That's not something I ever would have expected to see this year. But, um, yeah, that was was a good race, and uh, let's not face the fact that uh, AP went to the LCQ... Where where was he? Like he I, was in fourteenth, and then the the yeah, it I ended. Don't, I uh, don't did, know what happened. Yeah, I I don't know. They didn't really give much coverage on that for some reason, and I haven't seen much about it. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I don't think he went down, like terribly. I wish we had a a TV up here, so we I mean, we need our studio back. But <laughs> I, I wish we had a TV, so we could you know I would have looked that up today and seen what actually happened. But um, at least he come out. There was there was a, a tough situation there in the LCQ for him. I thought that one I don't know who it was. I thought he was taking him down because he he yeah. tapped him. Yeah, they right on that wall jumper going over the tunnel, and I'm like Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> but I was but the three of them battled. My wife, hello Michelle, my wife who watches these with me, she's like, okay, why did they give Anderson a penalty? I'm like, well, he went off the track and he never let off the gas. Do you think, first of all, what's your thought on the penalty? Did he deserve the penalty? I mean, no, he did hammer. because 
he hammered it, but he was already out ahead of Barsha for one. I to me he gained no position. So he gained no advantage. Yeah, he didn't have to hit that section, but there there was no there was no advantage that he gained by doing that. He was already out ahead. I didn't agree with it. I, I part of me feels like the probation had a big role in that. Where they didn't say that, but yeah. I don't I don't think he deserved that. Um it was still good racing either way. Barshall wasn't gonna pass him on that turn. I think he would have went for it, but he wasn't gonna pass him. So I don't think it was deserved. Um I mean it was just a gate pick, but still. Then the my second question to that is it's one of those what if does if Barsha's in front of Anderson does is it still as close or does Barsha run away? Like I sometimes I sometimes think the racing is close because a dude is holding up a dude. Yeah. If Barsha gets in front of Anderson, does Anderson drop to third because Sexton also catches him? I'm not sure. Barsha would have ran away regardless because we see how Barsha's yeah. riding. Um, I think Jason's uh, his skills just he he held Barsha off is all he was doing the yeah. whole time. It might have looked like a good battle, but that's literally what I seen was him holding Barsha off because we we seen how Barsha rode in the main. Yeah. I mean how he's been riding for weeks and weeks and weeks now. Anderson definitely would have slacked off. Um, had he got around him like lap one, Barsha had been gone. Yeah. You know, I truly believe that. But as far as Sexton catching him, I don't I don't know. Those, it seemed like, I mean, they were close. It was a close race, but they were, they were kind of, you know, doing their own thing. And I, it's just a, it's just a heat race that, I think I think it would just would have ended up. I mean, the way it did end up, regardless, it would have been Bart yeah. Anderson, Sexton. So, um, I I still see no no point for the penalty at all. All right. So, anything else from Heat Two? No, Heats were. Yeah. Yeah, they're just kind of. I mean, they were racing. Thank goodness, uh, the second heat was good because, like, the first heat was just kind of, but the second heat had a little spice to it, like yeah. Tomac, uh, Barsha. You know, you had the three guys battling. It was just, it was good, solid racing. So, we jump into the LCQ. I have one note, and it was a big note because it was one of my wife's fantasy picks. But uh, it's the only note I have. What, you got anything for 250? I don't have nothing for the LCQs. I was, honestly, with the this race this week, or with us racing this weekend and, and everything, when I was watching it, and the heats were just, you know, the, eh, feel to them I'm like I'm getting tired because we watched it like Sunday night and I'm yeah. like it's just not it didn't feel it hasn't been like the rest of the season and so I I watched them but I they just weren't there was nothing still nothing I, the main's got a little bit better yeah but it was still yeah I got nothing on the LCQs at all the besides only, you got Moran yeah the only thing I have is Munoz, Munoz. Literally, literally is in fourth place going through the last set of whoops Hopping through them, yeah. which I'm not making fun. A lot of guys were hopping through them. Canton Zero had kind of gotten a run and was, and Munoz just like fell over. Yeah. And there it was. Like, that's how close he's got. He had two whoops and a corner and a rhythm section that they all were doing in their sleep. And he's, a, he's in the main. And he's a top 15 guy. Mm-hmm. And he 
falls over. And it's like, that's it. And that's, that is, it's so funny because they were talking about these, uh, it was a Colin Park and Shock and some other guys like, dude, this means so much to these guys to make these mains. And, yeah. and then Munoz, they were talking and all of a sudden it's like, Kent Zero, the guy with the biggest YouTube following running an academy is just like, hey, I'm here having fun. And all of a sudden he's in the main and yeah. it's like, oh, great. I didn't really know. And it's funny. I, I sometimes wonder like, did he really want to be in the main? Like, you know, because for him, it's he's not making money doing this. He's making money with his schools, Moto Academy, Moto Academy, the yeah. YouTube following, and working with Jet and Hunter, and that's what he makes his money on. It's like, oh damn, now I got to go out and run for fifteen minutes. And he's having fun doing it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big Catanzaro fan. He just what he's doing, and he's he's a great talker, yeah. and he's good at training. He, he's great at what he does. But he, he literally goes out there and has the time of his life. I love his mic'd up, his I, I, mic'd up labs. Those are awesome. I if, if you if you don't get a chance, if you haven't had a chance to do it, please go back and I don't know how you find them. Are they on? Where are they? On YouTube? Fell? Yeah, I mean you can go to YouTube and just type in mic'd up. You know, uh, AJ Cantanzaro. Uh, it's hard to spell, but if you literally type in mic'd up AJ, it's yeah. going to come up AJ Cantanzaro because if you don't know him. He does these laps. Feld or AMA has given him a microphone yeah. and he does laps on the track talking about what the track feels like, what it races like, what this section is and he does it while he's riding and it's just it's a really cool perspective I know Daniel Blair actually used to do that on uh, Arena Cross Yeah, he did those live laps and and then he would go broadcast and, and like yep. he's, so I think it's really cool but that's the only thing I have from the 250 is like these guys are trying so hard to make it into the main, and you're one corner away, and you bobble and fall over. Yeah. 450 LCQ, kind of like you had for the. T- I got no notes, man. It was, it was nuts. But I have no notes. The LCQs always are. I mean, it's that's the last chance to get in there. Yeah. If you don't know the LCQs at all, it's the last chance qualifier, and it, that is. They only take the top four out of these races, and that is your only chance to make the night show, yeah. day show in this this instance, but. Um, that's a big bonus for these guys that are doing it out on their own, uh, all the privateer riders and stuff. So, yeah, they're, they're usually always good racing, but there's um, this weekend they just didn't shine, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It I was, mean, there were some battles, but it just didn't. And I think because of the expansiveness of the track, we may have yeah. lost some of that, that type of stuff. I love the Speedway tracks, but, I mean, Daytona has its hype. Yeah. and. So I see, I feel like they cover Daytona so much better, and Daytona's always going to have that hype. And but this race, it, it, I think that was probably a big part of it. They just didn't have the coverage yeah. that they normally do, I guess. And it, with it being so big, it's hard to cover that. So yeah, that, I, I think that's a big part of it. But um, hopefully next week, I, next weekend's going to be a show. I, I, there's yeah. no doubt in my mind that no, if, if you yeah. haven't watched the race next week. Go to Peacock. It's at 7 o'clock. It's the normal yeah. time. East Rutherford, it's going to be your normal 450 guys, but it's the 250. The East and the West are meeting at East Rutherford, the Meadowlands, basically, and they're going to battle to see who's kind of the best of the, the series. Yeah. So that's going to be cool. So It's always an awesome, awesome show to watch. 250 Main. Um, I, got, I got a few notes, but start, start us off. Oh, Danger Boy Deegan. Gave, he's giving Hunter a ride for his money, and that there's no doubt about it. He, the kid we talked to earlier, the kid showed 
great riding abilities in in the heat and then he come out and he wanted no part of Hunter being out front but it seemed like the the pressure might have got to him a little bit Hunter was having no part of that and uh, he made quick work of him but still that's, I that, was impressed that he was out there yeah I, I thought that's what I said too is I had that note is the pass at the bridge by Hunter was yeah. like I mean literally that was right out the start like they started yeah. went over the finish line and Deegan had him, and then it was like, "Nah, man, we're we're done with this." I'm, yeah, you could see the yeah. you could see the aggression in his riding. Yeah, like we're not having this. And he, you could tell Hunter was mad, and I mean that that made for good racing right there. Yeah, but it, it was the De- you know the Deegan hype, but it was cool to see him out front like that. He is a decent kid. He's a nice kid. He, even in his interviews, he's he's pleasant. Well, he gave. I mean, he, he even said like in his uh, podium interview, he was like. Dude, well, that was a save. Yeah. I mean, we got to go back to that because the camera's showing oh, us yeah, Hunter, Hunter leading. Save. And then all of a sudden, it's like, Deacon's in the lead. And it's like, what happened? Yeah. And, and and we went back and watched the replay. And holy, let me tell you, AC didn't save it. Deacon didn't save it. Hunter? Hunter saved it. Whew. Like, you got Deacon and AC. It was like a combination of both. Yeah. And Hunter was out there just the pure, and it shows the pure strength of these guys, especially Hunter, of how he could hold on to that bike. Yeah. And that that was unbelievable. And I, I, it was cool to see Deegan, like, I have no idea. how I was scared for him. Yeah. It, but was, it was gnarly. It also goes to show you, like, he saved it, recollected himself, and then went back and got the business yeah. again. Got, and that's what Hunter and Jet both are... When they're on that track, they're just animals. Yeah. And I cannot wait to see them on 450s. I, I think Hunter's going to be in a 450 next year, but I don't know. We'll see. Besides that pass and the save, I actually my notes say nothing spectacular. Just Thrasher ruining his night. Oh, man. Ru- probably ruining his, his rest of the season. The rest of the season. It yeah. looked like, look like collarbone, maybe. And then they'll go ahead and get the knee fixed, and yeah, they'll they'll fix it all at once. But yeah, yeah he's he's definitely done. He was he was in pain, so and it's a shame to see because he was riding really really well. Yeah, and uh, I know he had a lot of not a lot of family there, but he had quite a bit. Did they say like four hundred tickets or four hundred? Yeah, they're like they're like he, I think he said specifically, you know, this this isn't quite my home race. Nashville will be my home race, but. I only have like 500 people here. Next yeah. weekend it'll be about 5,000. Yeah. You know, or not next weekend, but in Nashville it'll be about 5,000. So, not now. Yeah. I, I'm sure they'll still get it a little bit. Yeah, it's a shame to see it. But, I mean, I think podium, got Hunter, standard. Jordan Smith, great rider. He stayed up. I mean, yep. Jordan is a great rider, but he's had the tendency to lay it down and make some spectacular crashes. Mm-hmm. But he held on. And then Deegan, it's funny, those two guys, that's a couple weeks just, ago, couple weeks ago but guess what? They finished second and third. And they're talking about each other on the podium. Yeah. You know, so it was, um, I think that that has been resolved, whether they wanted wanted it to be resolved or not. Yeah. But um, it was cool to see them all up there. Uh, congrats to Star Yamaha team. But uh, yeah, and, and I, got, I really got nothing else on the 250, yeah. it just... Pretty good. Besides the the Hunter situation and the Deegan situation, it was, eh. 
Yeah, there, and, and the funny thing for me is there was nothing I saw obstacle wise that the two fifties weren't doing that the four fifties could. No. That track was laid out so that the two fifties had enough wind up space mm-hmm. that they could do the same obstacles that the four fifties. Yeah, there's a lot of straight stretches. Yeah. I mean, they 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 were all I think on equal equal yeah. levels. Either either way, I mean, the track broke down ridiculously, but it's still it's it was a pretty equal playing field. The only thing I'll say on both sides, and it's just something as someone who really appreciates, I'm not a technical person, but I appreciate the technical aspects couple of the flat corners where they grab edges and just grab a handful and then make a corner and hit a jump I'm like Michelle and I were talking about she's like that's the that's what I want I'm like darling I don't have that skill like they're literally (laughs) like it was a flat corner they're leaning over grabbing a handful the back kicks out a little bit they straighten up they hit a jump and it's like dude that I don't care if it's 250 or 450 it's hard that is a that is a beautiful a beautiful thing yeah. and watching them do it and unless you ride or you race a car or you don't understand that that art of finding traction to the nth degree yeah, in the size of a 110 time yeah <laughs> you know and it's just awesome so that's the only thing I kind of jotted down was just their skill set yes they go through a bull berm cool but when they can get on full gas in a flat corner mm-hmm. and manhandle that just try, go try it get one of your friend's bikes go into a flat corner and give it a handful of throttle and see what happens and I just think like and then try to hit a big double on top yeah, of that that's where their yeah. skill set shines but for the average consumer oh that's cool now, it's really hard like it's yeah. actually really hard I, I don't think anybody sees or understands if you ride you understand but uh, I have rode a supercross track. I have rode the arena cross, and I I know what it's like. It it and it it beats the living shit out of you to do something like that. And these yeah. guys are just lap after lap after lap because you'll you'll get on some of these tracks and you'll dread that one section. These guys, I mean, they might dread it, but it's yeah. ease. Like it's and then they get on the podium. It looks like they haven't done anything. They look like Formula One racers after they finish. They're like, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, it was great. I'm, I'm like, dude, that was exhausting. Yeah, and they'll talk just like us right now. Man, that track's gnarly, but man, we had a good race. Yeah, dude, you're not even out of breath. Yeah, it's. Crazy. I need. I need a minute. Yeah. you know, after I'm done. But and then, so two fifties, kind of, and it's kind of. I think that's almost status quo. I mean, if Thrasher had been up there, you could have taken out Jordan or Deegan and thrown Thrasher in there, and it would have been the surprise would have been had Shimoda come back and gotten a podium. Um, right off the bat, yeah. But um, that that was kind of status quo. So we jump into four fifty. Only thing I have, Chase gets a great start, and yeah, Tomac had a terrible start. I yeah. think he, I think he willied off the gate, and it, that screwed him way up. Um, How'd you like the camouflage gear for the Alpine Stars guys, minus Chase with his Chase Elliott gear? It was pretty cool. I actually. Not to jump into like Date City or anything, but we uh, we were parked beside a kid. He had a full. It was uh, I don't know I don't even know who made the gear, but it was a full um, army outfit uniform. Really? But it was motocross gear. Like it had the pocket, the name, everything. But it was motocross gear. It was 
probably some of the coolest gear I've ever seen. Well, you have a task now. You have to find out. I know. Who's... I know. And I gave I gave the dad my card, and I was hoping, I'm hoping he messages me. And I we sat and talked to this dad for like two hours, and I didn't even think to ask him about that gear. That's I, cool. We just got to talking about everything else. And, yeah. But yeah, there was a it was a really cool, a really cool outfit, and I. I wish I would have asked them because I've never seen anything like it. You, even in these these races where they get the military appreciation, you don't see that. No. Like you see the camo gear, you yeah. see the camo bikes or the stealth bomber bikes, but I've never seen gear that was full blown army gear. It was it was awesome. So, race Chase gets a good start. The race starts. We got Chase. You got Roxon. You got Barsha. Where the hell are our championship contenders? Way in the back. <laughs> I, wanna, I don't want to say in the back, but yeah, they're back there. They're in the bottom half of the ten. So let's give it to Sexton for holding the bike up an entire race. Like yeah. I, hats off. My kids love Sexton. I couldn't believe he did it. I, I the four fifties, that main made me sit on the edge of my, my bed, not my seat, my bed because I'm like he's going down. Yeah, you know. Especially leading the entire race. Someone's going down, because that track yeah. was nasty. I was waiting for it. And I was waiting for Sexton to just do what Sexton does best and throw some freestyle motocross in there and not not be a freestyle motocross guy. But hats off to him. He, yeah. he held up, and I'm impressed. But, um, yeah, the, the championship contenders, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what was going... Tell Max Eddie, you know, he... he Never said he had a bad day. He didn't say anything yeah. was going on. He just... He wasn't there. That wasn't Tomac. Even in the whoops, like we were talking about earlier, he wasn't blitzing whoops like he normally does. He looked like... I thought I was watching LCQ for a while. And, I mean, hats off the web for holding them off for 15 minutes. But Tomac... If Tomac was pulling an ET3, yeah. then that wouldn't have happened. But I, I, I couldn't believe that Tomac was eating all the roost off the web for... 15 minutes straight. I mean, and what Derek's saying is literally Tomac caught Webb with 15 minutes to go. And the, let's put it this way the entire broadcast was spent on Tomac making the move on Webb and he's going to pass him yeah. at some point and blah, blah, blah. We showed him the front wheel how many times? Yeah. And he just couldn't get it done. And I'm sure. Webb was riding. Webb looked like he was riding pretty well for Webb. Yeah, he was even blitzing whoops, and that's that's not something that Webb does. Well, he was leaving Tomac in the whoops, and that that was mind blowing to me because that that nasty whoop section was where I expected it to happen, and it it almost looked like they swapped places. Like, yeah. but Tomac was in Webb's boots and hitting the whoops where Webb normally does. He's he's either jumping them. Or he's he's going through real slow. He's losing a lot of time. But right there at the end of the race, I mean, you know, about three quarters of the way through, he literally lost like all momentum yeah. in the whoops and everywhere. He, I don't even think he could catch him at all at the at the end of the race. But it was that wasn't the tomac we're, we're used to seeing. But I, I guess the manager side of things, did tomac do what he needed to do to manage? I mean. To me, he opened the door to let Sexton back in because that win and where they were fourth and fifth, he gained a lot of points. But did he manage who he fears the most? So he, yeah, I followed him the whole time. Yeah, I only I mean, lost one point. The problem is though, he lost one point. I mean, yeah. true managing would be 
I was right ahead of him. It doesn't matter about all the guys in front of me. Yeah, I put I put Sexton back in the battle though. Yeah. Because he's only seventeen points down, and we still got four races to go. It only takes one slip up for Sexton to be full balls into this thing at this point. And when you're only six points down with four races to go, you had seven. You could have made it eight. I'd, I'd rather gain one than lose one. So from the management perspective, I think. I would have been more comfortable of maybe take a, just a little bit of risk, you know. Not no, don't push it because it would be very quickly to get yeah. rid of the championship altogether. But I think I'd rather be ahead one than lose one. And I don't know the weather. I mean, this is they're going to a track that was it in 2017 where I mean uh, Marvin Muskin kind of gave it to Eli and gave uh, Dungy the title. I mean, we know this this track can be super dry, depending on the but, weather. But and, they got a ton of rain right before the race. And, yeah. I mean, everybody was saying how, how great the track was because it needed that rain. It's just like down here, we finally get our rain. And now our soil, we were just talking about this morning, that we need to get out there and ride. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's been too hard to ride. But I think that track was like that at the beginning, but then they got they got all that rain and it, it soaked it right up and it was... It looked like a like a good track, and I figure with the grip or the traction or whatever, I figured that was a Tomac. Yeah, you get a bad start, so you're not going to win. I mean, I think it's kind of if Sexton stays up, he is the fastest. He is the fastest, um, but we'll have to see. But there hasn't been much. If Tomac has a bad race, top five, usually he comes back and does something good. It's a. It is cool though that there are guys that can be those disruptors and steal points. It's not just Tomac, Sexton, and Webb. They're Roxon and Barsha were right in there. Oh, a, I was just going to say, we're talking about Webb, we're talking about Rox, or, um, Tomac, but let's give the real credit to Roxon and Barsha because yeah. those boys were riding. Yeah. And had Chase slipped up just a little bit, I think Barsha would have just destroyed him. If, if I think the the start would have been a little bit better on Barsha's side, it was still a good start. Don't get me wrong, but um, we know Sexton's the fastest out there. Regardless, he he can't keep the bike on two wheels. But um, if if Sexton would ride like that, like he had all year, I think we'd have a big championship on our hands right yeah. now. I mean, we still do, but I think it'd be a lot closer. But Barsha, I think I think Barsha would have took it this weekend for sure had Sexton even made just a little slip up or had they started side by side I think Barsha probably could have rode with him probably the whole race does he not does he not catch Sexton more because he's defending Roxon when you get when you get into battles like that you lose a lot of time you're out front the key to these races is starts I mean there's there's no ifs ands or buts about that if you get the start and you can ride your laps you're gonna win um I mean, let's look at AP. He, what was it, Indy? Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. Detroit. He, we know he can ride, but just a stupid little mistake screwed him up. But all it took was that start. He yeah. got a, an incredible start, and he would just ran with it. And look at all these fast guys behind him that we sit and talk about every week. If, you know, just circumstances would have been just a little bit different, he would have ran away with it. All because of that start. It's just, yeah. starts are everything. So, to me, if it had Barsha 
like I said, had Barta got that start with him, he still got a good start. But had he got that right with Sexton, I think we might be having a different conversation right now. And speaking of AP, goes to the LCQ. Yeah, what a comeback. And then had a great ride in the main. But really, the only thing I had is I thought, I said, great for Roxon. That was a great race. I, I, I really feel like they were talking about an Indy when he won, how it was track-specific. But honestly, this track, not track-specific per se, the feel. I feel like he just has such a, almost a zen with his bike. Yeah. And I feel like that was a great race for him. <clears throat> Excuse me. Webb and Tomac were kind of in their own little battle, so he had that gap that he could play with because Webb was defending Tomac the whole race. Yeah. Um, he did spread it out a little bit, but congratulations to Sexton. Like you said, he kept it up on two wheels, rode phenomenally. Barsha, fantastic ride, signs his new contract. Roxon, I don't know where he's going to go next year, if he's going to stay or whatever, but... He has given the Suzuki brand. He's given Hep. He's given great publicity. And then you had Webb and Tomac who are in their own little private battle. Yeah. Great job for AP. AC, uh, great job. You know, another good race. So it was it was a it was a good race. There were some good moments for a lot of people, but there were everybody kind of Sexton was in his own race. Barsha and Roxton were in their own race. Webb and Tomac were in their own race. And then it was yeah, kind of... so spread apart. Yeah. I mean, I think that's... what We go back to the coverage. I just... I don't know. It was... The whole race was based on Webb and Tomac, which is okay, Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's the, tra- the championship race. But the, I think I think there was probably a lot of better racing going on that they just didn't didn't care to show that because yeah. right now the hype is what the hype is so yeah overall it was good racing a fairly good weekend and um a lot of these guys you know sexton come out with he was probably the he was the biggest points gainer this weekend yeah. so yeah it's like i said good racing but i think next weekend next weekend's gonna be the one to watch yeah i think so excuse me let's talk about the premier series in Florida. I'm not making fun of I4MX. One of the oldest series, Dade City Motocross. One of my buddies, he's running the vet non-jump class, and he's second in points. I want to give a shout-out to Gary Brennan. Congratulations, <laughs> dude. Uh, my old hair scramble guy, he's decided to go back in the motocross world. He's uh, I th- He got the whole shot this weekend. I think he made a pass for the win. Great job, but most importantly... We want to talk about Bowen Shaver. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a better weekend from uh, our last series race. Um, we we pretty much put our focus on the Dade City series right now with him. He is actually in the points running, so we've we've kind of just focused on that. Our our goal this year was to race a bunch of the different series, and um, we've put it all on Dade City at this point. Uh, we'll probably run a few extras until we hit the EGM series. But, um, got a new, his new bike this weekend. So we, it, it was a learning curve. We went out for practice. He had risers on his PW. So I could tell he, his form was terrible. And I'm like, that's, that's not how he rides. So right after practice, we had to tear, tear the bike down, take the risers off, find nuts to go on his, his bar clamps and, um, we went out moto one. He did 
okay. Uh, I think he got seventh over out of twelve or something like that. He did okay. He's still pretty scared from our our last situation of the throttle sticking wide open. Um, he was, he, and he told me he was scared. So I I don't push the issue. Um, Moto two, we went out. Um, he actually. I will say Moto 1 and Moto 2 he was first off the gate out of everybody and we we watched it Moto 2 he was fourth into the turn he was first off the gate and dropped back fourth into the turn which was phenomenal yeah but um we got some turning work to do this weekend some corners uh that'll that'll be this week's project before we hit it again next weekend but yeah it was overall he finished he, he seventh both motos but we finished eighth overall because of how um, one of the other riders finished out. They both had 14 points at the end of the night. So um, the biggest, the the tiebreaker would be, I think the other person got an eighth and a sixth. So the best best second place or the best Moto Two finished breaks the tie. So it wasn't a great weekend, but Moto Two he showed a ton of improvement. So we were making passes, we were holding guys off. So I think this weekend's gonna gonna shine. Did he have fun? He had a blast. Did he have the Bowen smile? That boy had that smile. Moto won. <laughs> well, practice, he didn't have that smile. I'm like, this is going to be a bad night. And Moto won, he went out, and he had that He had that smile. And then Moto 2, he, he's sitting on the gate, and he's like, I'm like, buddy, listen to me. You were first off the gate this last time. He said, what? I'm like, you were first off the gate. Like, you were, had you held on to that gas a little bit longer, you'd have been first out of that turn. He's like, I'm beating them all this time. <laughs> I'm like, that. Ah, now we're talking. Because Moto 1, he's like, I'm like, you need to give it more gas. He's like, I'm scared. I'm like, that thing's not going to stick. If it does, you know what to do at this point. Like, you've you've ran through that. We're on a different bike. And um, he, he got that smile back in Moto 2. And like I said, we've we seen some battles. We've seen, seen some racing. So uh, another cool thing, Carson Wood was there this weekend. Just straight tearing it up. He's a, if anybody doesn't know, he's a future MX rider, but he is a, I think he's only like 11 or 12. Did he not do the I4MX series? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. No, he was there. Um, him, just him and his parents. And he, there was another kid there. I don't, I can't remember his name. I told myself to remember it, and then we had so much going on. But he was on a 125, and I, I believe Carson's on the 85. He might be on the Super Mini. But he was... Those two were battling. I mean, that's a big CC difference. Yeah. And Carson was, you know, right on his tail the whole time. If you don't know Carson Wood, check him out. He is an unbelievable rider for his age. Um, the skill set that that kid has is just phenomenal. But, yeah, it was a, overall, a, it was an okay weekend. It, it's kind of kind of like Atlanta. I mean, there wasn't a lot of people there. It's still the typical, I mean, I think they ran 22 classes. So, yeah, speaking of that no-jump class at Dade City. Yeah, how does that work? Because, like, I feel like if you have any speed, you're going to kind of jump a little bit. So I was talking with some guys, and I'm like, we should run this class just once. You know, let's, let's, because to me, that has got to be hard. Yeah. Because I go out there first lap and clear everything. Just, that's just my mentality. I don't know. There's no, there's no sight laps. There's just a, you just do it. And I think it would be extremely challenging to run that no jump class you see a lot of guys they'll go out in that class and i think it's just extra seat time and they'll jump 
and it, it drives me nuts, but I think it would be a blast to go out there and just see. I don't, I don't know that I could do it because I carry so much speed into those faces. Just because that's that's just how that's how you race. I don't. What really got me is I, I watched Gary get his whole shot, and his wife was videoing it. They come around. They started. They went left. They went right. It and was a was, big start this weekend too. And there was this like it was like a a little step up, but it's not really a step up. But it was like a little jump, and like if you hit it, you would just go to the other side. Yeah. And he literally hit it, and like had to stop it and faced into the. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's not even a jump. So you you can't clear anything, and yeah. I, you can. I've tried to pay attention to it a little bit after we've talked about doing it. Yeah. You can't. I believe you can jump, but you can't clear. And a lot of those jumps on that track, it's hard to not clear if you yeah. even jump them. So you literally have to. For me, it would be third gear, fourth gear, wide open, and then slide on the brakes. Brakes, and then you roll it, and then you, you you know you do the next one. It it would be very challenging. And I, I I was talking with Brian. I I think at some point I'm going to try it just to see, just to do it. Because it. Are you old enough to do it? They have a couple different ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. they got like the vet, and then they got just the no jump. And, okay. Um. No. My only issue is like there's a lot of women in that class too, but that, that's like their class. Yeah. So I hate to. I think just the regular no jump class. There might be a women's no jump. I need to look into it a little bit deeper. But I hate to go out there and be that guy that shouldn't be out there. But I, I'm not saying that they're not going to beat me because yeah, that, that's what they race, and I it's going to be hard. Like it would be hard. It's definitely a, it's it's almost a skill set because you really have to work on your cornering more. And like Gary, he gets good starts. He's decent at cornering. And then I, when I watched the first jump, I'm like, why didn't I, Gary can jump that jump? And then I went back and looked at the results and I'm like, hey, no okay, class, it's a yeah. no jump class. And I'm like, that's why he like caved in like so hard on that jump. But, um, so Dade city that it's back to back because of Easter. So yeah, yeah, they took Easter weekend off. So we were back to back this weekend. Um, I think this weekend is going to be a fun one. So. Okay. And then uh, this also stepping up to the next one, you had uh, I4MX. Um, I want to shout out, I met Lindsay C. Her son races uh, motocross. He's a young, young kid. And um, they were at uh, I4MX series, which was at Tampa MX this weekend. And I uh, don't know how they, don't know, don't know any results, but I know that that series is kind of the state series right now of what's going on yeah a lot of a lot of the big riders are there right yeah. now and um sometimes you, you'll catch some of these the pro riders that aren't riding you know at, at these events and um shout out the hbi team because i know they got some big news going on right now and they're they run that series through and through like i said we planned on running that series this year but other things have changed and i have a shout out to one of the hbi sponsors 612 suspension ronnie monk He's done my suspension since I started riding a motorcycle. Um, by the way, I think this is one of the old school hats. So um, at some point, I'll have to get me a new 612 hat. Hey, but, represent. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the I4MX series was this weekend. Tampa Motocross is probably the most super crossy track that they'll race yeah. on this year. Um, a lot of the other tracks are more of a motocross style. Tampa, with its confines, is kind of the jumps are a little peakier. I'm, they can change things, but it's a little more peakier. It's where they run the uh, Tampa Pro Open before the Tampa Supercross. Yeah, and, and they try to keep that track like that. Yeah. I think it's for that reason. But they do they do, do a couple events like the Vintage Series. Um, we have a Florida Vintage Series, and they have um, the last weekend was uh, Party in the Pits. 
the massive pit bike race at, okay. at Tampa. Kind of wish I'd have been a part of that. Uh, I, I say every year I'm going to ride that, but those guys are just wicked. Yeah. And I, I, as much as I can ride my 110, I mean, you've seen it, but it's, you can't ever get comfortable on those things. They're so small. So, but yeah, they, they do a lot of cool stuff at Tampa MX. So we had Dade City. We had I4MX. FTR was off this weekend, but that means GNCC was in action up at Society Hill. Uh, they have a bass fishing tournament. Um, they actually, during the big boy races, the pro race and on the quads and the bikes, they go across the literally a bridge across an island. And um, on the quad side and the 4x4s, it was like, local guy Brandon Frazier was winning and then all of a sudden was in second at the end on the the quad side I can't remember who won the the four, uh, the the afternoon race on the bike side the fifth different winner on the pro bike side there's five races five different winners but I got to give a shout out my nephew MJ Adonis after having a chance to win with me as his mechanic and failing <laughs> and having a couple seconds this weekend he got it done he uh, won the 4x4B class, and uh, <coughs> awesome job. Went up there, had a few issues. Um, <laughs> not, to, not to say, you know, their, their business, but uh, they did their maintenance before they left, but they forgot to put the seat back on. Cool. So they had to find a seat uh, before the race because they, I asked, I asked my, my brother-in-law, like, how did you not know? He's like, MJ rode the bike in, we put it on the trailer, and we got up there, and they're like, dude, where's your... The first thing I noticed. Where's your seat? And and seat was gone, so they found a seat, got the seat. Um, but yeah, he won. So, still in the championship hunt, so um, as I asked how the weather was, kind of like we were, this, it's a that track's a little sandier base, but they had had some rain, but it was not muddy. It was mm-hmm. more kind of like the rain actually did a good thing. So it was a good weekend for racing. You had motor supercross, you had local MX, you had state series MX, you had a national off road series. Um, good racing. Um, I don't really have. I got a. I got one other thing, but I want to let you kind of finish up if you have something you want to. Anything. I got cool. much else. Just gonna you know the. I think next weekend is gonna be or next week on the podcast is probably gonna be a much better one. We yeah. we got a, a lot of big a big racing weekend again. And, um, I can't wait to hear about Dade City again. I mean, I, I love it. I, lo- I love I love catching the videos from people. I love that people put their videos out. Yeah, and uh, catching whole shots, excitement. We're trying to do a little bit more of that. We're gonna it, right now. We're trying to get him comfortable. I guess uh, you know we're, we're focused on our bike situations and his riding situations. And then I would like to get a little more out there with you know what we're doing behind the scenes because yeah. it's it's a i mean you know it's a, it's a rough week leading up to it every time and with everything we got going on obviously we don't we don't have a truck we don't <laughs> we don't have our toy hauler we don't have nothing so you know we load everything in on the trailer and a durango and we we go it's it, it's i feel like it, it's like tent camping when you're <laughs> you're in a luxury rv park but yeah. um yeah i think i think next weekend we're still not going to have any of that stuff but Next weekend, I think it's going to be a little bit better, and I'd like to, you know, cover our life a little bit better on it, you know, alongside of this, and hopefully we can get there at some point. But um, James Stewart actually talked about Dade City in the Supercross race. Did you see yes, that? Yes, yes. I I could I 
we were we were watching it, and I, I think Oakley was still awake, and I'm like, Oakley, even they're talking about James Stewart's talking about Dade City, and he's like, what? You yeah. know, I think we replayed it, and he's like, you know, this reminds me of the 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 Dade City Championship race, and yep. um, it's it's just cool because you know we were we were just there and we're there constantly. It's a it's a it's an iconic track in Florida, and, and it's been there for 50 years, and um, hopefully it'll be there for 50 more years. Um, actually, I got to ride this weekend. I, I usually do work on my property to, like, I put in doing work, cleaning it up, making it pretty. Um, we have trails that, that between the quads and the bikes, we got a couple different trails, but I actually got to put in some work yeah. on the property this weekend on the bike. It was nice to, haven't ridden in a while, had to do some maintenance on it and got everything done and I got, I got to ride for almost an hour this weekend, so it was kind of fun, fun to be back on the bike and, uh, man, there's nothing, nothing like being in bike shape, I can tell you. No, and I'm going to tell you that I am not. And <laughs> if we keep this rain up, we finally get some Florida rain down here. I'm going to come down and pressure you a little bit. Hey, come down there and ride. It's it's all ready to go. But the only thing I want to close on is I don't understand why a cargo van costs more than a Class C motorhome. Can, I don't, some, can someone explain that to me? Nobody's going to explain that to you. I don't. Because I can't figure out anything in the car world, the real estate world, the anything right now because it's it's ridiculous. It, the bare cargo vans cost more than a full blown. I know. I can get a, I can get a Class C with twenty thousand miles on it. That's thirty one feet long for sixty grand with twenty thousand miles. And that's and that's know? what it costs. And that's what it costs to buy a brand new empty cargo van. Yeah. Make I can spend a lot of gas in that Class C for building out that cargo van. I told you the route to go. Hey, I've looked at schoolies. I've looked, I've looked at them. That's the way to go, too. I've looked at them. I told you that Class C we found. doesn't matter. Big news in the future. Big news. But, but no, uh, everybody enjoy the ride. That's part of, that's part of the, honestly, that's part of the fun of being a racer is is how you get there. How yeah. you get there and, and how you travel and and what you do and the time with the family and actually Michelle was talking she's like dude I gotta get online and start booking the hotels for the rest of the season and where we're gonna be if we're if we're leaving on Friday mornings or Saturday morning like that that logistics part of the racing is is actually just as much fun and as you trying to pack up three kids I mean for yeah. you know how many bikes three kids yeah. typically a toy hauler you know a dolly we gotta everything's gotta be ready to go yeah. and it, it's actually for me it's specifically hard right now because we don't have the amenities so what do we need that we can get away with and plus still drive home it's 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 complicated i got an easy up if you need it i got one okay i got one i got one for the we we still take our easy up even if we have the 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 mansion on wheels but um we use it for the bikes and everything every single weekend no matter what excuse me um, but yeah, it's it's specifically hard right now, trying to figure out the bare necessity the bare necessities yeah. of racing. It's it's challenging, but it's 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 cool. Hey, we're, get, we're still out there putting the time. In. You got another shot at it this weekend. Bowen's got another shot to go out, and uh, obviously with all the rain we're getting, the track's going to have some good good traction this weekend. So, yeah. um, Dade City's popping off. I think I think there's an FTR race this weekend. I'm not sure. I I, I don't remember. Look. I have to look, but. Uh, for Derek Schaefer with DBS Custom Fabrication and Home Remodeling, by the way, I also sometimes 
help out with the unskilled labor. <laughs> and Trey Heath with Michelle and Trey Real Estate. Um, we want to thank you all for watching. And please, you can find us on all. We are on all platforms now. We That's hit iTunes. Yep. So wherever you get your podcast, your YouTubes, you can find the Beyond the Curve MX podcast. This is episode six. We got seven, eight, nine, and ten. And guess what? We're going to surprise you because we actually have some business ideas. Not ideas. Business thoughts of meeting with people in the business world who may be involved in racing or maybe involved in other stuff. I have a friend that kite surfs. And I'm curious as to how that's – he's surfed with, with Richard Branson. Mm-hmm. So, like, I want to talk to those people because they're sport people. How do they do these hobbies that maybe we don't do, but they're all the same? Like, he yeah, would – We still find ways to do all yeah. our stuff, you know, and we're thankful for the life that we have. But And, and, and again, let's, let's note on if anybody wants an interview, wants to sit down and talk with us. We're game. We are more – than willing to have anybody on the show. Um, if you share a love for racing, business in the racing world, doesn't matter. Hey, we got two extra headsets, two extra microphones. And we're ready to roll. So you on. can come sit with us, or we can come sit with you. Yeah. We, have, we will travel. It is not a problem. But for Derek and for myself, we want to thank you for watching the MX uh, Beyond the Curve MX podcast. Have a great week, and watch some racing this weekend. Bye-bye. We'll see you next week.